Welcome to the Keyforge Premier League podcast, where we will focus on the people of the community that are contributing to the growth of our sport. Get inside perspectives on the reasons they play Keyforge, what they think about the community, and various other sidebars and hijinks. Be sure to go to the website, www.keyforgepremierleague.com, to find everything you need to know to get started on your path to the top. Thank you again for tuning into the podcast. And if you have any inputs or requests, please reach out to us at keyforgepremierleague at gmail.com. And we will do our best to represent the demand of the player base. The Keyforge Premier League is by the community for the community. And welcome to the Keyforge Weekly Podcast. This is Jupiter from Manlius, New York, and I have with me today two red coats. <laughs> I have George and I have Matt with me from the UK. Um, I'm going to let you let them introduce themselves because I'm pretty sure that I was wrong about what team they were on earlier when I mentioned them. So I'll just let them do their own introductions. So why don't you go first, George? <laughs> sure. Yeah. So I'm uh, yeah I'm George, um, part of uh, the Manchester Mavericks in the UK. <laughs> and then Matt. Um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm Matt. I'm uh, also a member of the Manchester Mavericks. So, how many guys have you guys qualified already? Just you two? It, yeah, it was the two of us, and then uh, one of our third members came incredibly close and actually played Matt in his last game. So yeah, it was, it was gutting to have to knock somebody else from the same team out of qualification. Uh, who was that? Uh, it was Vince Turner. Oh, Vince Turner. Okay, he's yeah. one of our great players. Yeah, yeah, he's been pretty consistent. I've seen him at the top of almost every event, but uh, it's been it's been pretty neat to see the uh, the, the UK invasion to my tournament. But uh, you guys have been playing really well, and um, like I know Muffins has been on a cut a couple times too. But she and she's an actual Archimedes, right? Team Archimedes. Um, how many teams do you guys have in the UK? Like I like I I know I've heard Manchester Ma- Mavericks. I know London Urchins, and I know Archimedes. Is there more? Like how how active is your scene there? Yeah, there seems yeah, to be a lot popping up recently, right? As well. Um, I'm trying to count on the top on top of my hands, and I've, I've got at least ten that I think I can name. So really, why don't you give him a shout out? a good number. Give him a shout out. Oh God, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to actually try and name ten now. You might no. edit that num- number out. <laughs> no, <laughs> give, me, give me the pause and I'll, I'll go back. Yeah. There's quite a few I could name at least. Um, let's see how many we can get, George. Um, okay, we've got the Urchins, uh, we've got the Mavericks, mm-hmm. Sheffield Sniffle Gators, Team Archimedes, uh, Georgie the Forge. Um, yeah. Nom- uh, Nottingham Anomalies. Yep. Um, who's the guys on the south coast? The name's escaping me. Is that BBB in the coat right now? Are they? Are they? T- no, I've got one of their amber tokens. Give me a second. I'll grab my bag. <laughs> I didn't mean to make this a make this a, a, a challenge, but like I was like I just I figured I figured I'm intrigued, I, I'm intrigued now. <laughs> I figured I figured why not give them shouts out because the UK has been yeah. really active on my uh, on the on the league, and I'm I'm excited about the the quality of play I see under the UK. It's been really good. Oh, team ex- team exalted. There you go. Oh. Yeah, team exalted. Uh, still, sit- oh, I'm sorry, we've already done the snufflegators. Southwest Snacklifters, oh South Wales Snacklifters. Yeah, uh, Plague Rats in Bristol. Oh yes. Oh nice. There's, there's quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, there's, just, there's a lot. just a few. Yeah. So these are all established teams that are actually playing together and like from the same locale. That's pretty neat. Um, it, like that's it's encouraging for Keyforge to see that people are actually bonding together and making teams, and that the stigma of the team has not uh, overtaken the game. Because I remember when it first started out, I was. Uh, 
doing podcasts and like I, I joined Team SAS for a bit and went like this since they were one of the first things and then when they basically went to sponsorship I didn't want to at the time I didn't want to be sponsored um, by a company that had you know super expensive tokens for a cheap game so I was like I, I you know out of my mindset as a podcaster I didn't want to stay that's the only reason I left there then we went to Team Reapout and like hung out there for a little bit but then like differences so we le- we left and then like all of a sudden there's like, well, these teams just showing up, they're going to ruin the game. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like teams are a natural evolution, I think, to any game, right? Because once the game gets big enough, especially like Keyforge, right? Like where it's competitive like this is like, you want to practice and play and you're going to practice and play with all your friends, whether you call yourselves the team or not, like you basically start forming team dynamics, right? So give me your guys take, uh, George, you go first, since you guys like to try to talk on each other and, uh, <laughs> like, uh, you go first and, um, Tell me what, what you know about the team dynamic in, in games and like how you feel like they add or deter from a game. Yeah, I mean, I guess in uh, in the UK particularly, I feel like we're, to be honest, I think most of the teams are like this, and particularly the Manchester Mavericks. We're more of a community than than you know a team and anything else. We we haven't got any entry requirements, so we don't we don't turn people away because they're new or anything like that. It's you know uh, we've we've got a, quite a large team. We've got some very good players, and you know we turn up to a lot of events all in the same gear and everything else but we're also very much a community everyone who plays at our local store you know anyone who wants to be part part of the team is part of the team um which is great so we're as we're as much as a community i think most teams like that in the in the uk are very similar um so yeah i think it really helps grow the game as well you know and uh, and also gives us that kind of recognizable you know people know when when know us when we turn up just purely by the t-shirt we're wearing or anything like that but i think the mavericks in particular we, we've got a little bit of reputation in the uk we've done quite well at some of the uk events so are you the, are you guys the best team in the uh, UK then? I mean that's that's a loaded question. Uh, it's, but yeah, it's, it's it's meant to be. It's certainly one of the one of the consistent finishes. Yeah, we've we've we've, we've, we've done pretty well. Big event without Mavericks at the top. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah that's, we, we've done very well in the past. That's fair to say. I, I, so another question on the side, George, before I move to Matt is: uh, so are you United or City? Oh, United. Okay, that's good. I'm a fan of I'm a fan of United myself. So I'm a, my dad used to actually play in the Portuguese um, in the Portuguese league for Sporting. So oh, like uh, that was like a long long time ago. But like uh, so I I have a vested interest in the in the in the game of football. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> and then United and I've always liked Manchester United just because they got some spice to them. Like <laughs> they've always been uh, their fans are probably one of the craziest fans in the world and I like it. <laughs> but but anyway, so now I know what I'm dealing with here. Uh, so Matt, same question to you: Are you a City or a United guy? Uh, neither. I'm going to go back to Tranmere Rovers, which oh. I'll never have heard of. We're a terrible team, <laughs> languishing right at the bottom. Um, but I'm I'm not a Manchester native, so I'm not going to claim allegiance to either. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I I actually have heard of them, by the way. I follow. I oh, follow, impressive. I follow it quite quite closely. I, are, I'm, I'm very impressed by that. Are you guys relegated? Over here, haven't heard of them. You've been rele- like you guys have never even been into the actual league, like the top tier. No, of it. We're, like we're you guys terrible. are, you, we're you, like you, the local you, side. You guys are like always on the outside. Like you're like that scrimmage game that they need before the big game, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> all right, so I think we're lucky to be allowed to call it football when they play. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's all good. Everybody needs to play something, but uh, so oh, hell yeah. So moving forward, back to the team dynamic question. Um, what can you add to the the discussion? What do you is there anything that he's that it wasn't said that you can go and i'll let you go first next time so he can't steal all your thunder no, i think i think george has some valid points about it it is exactly what he said we're just a group of friends that play we all play in the same place if you join us to play we'll probably give you a shirt before long 
um, but I, I think the key thing is there's, there's no real animosity between any of the UK teams either. There's, there's good-natured ribbing, but we're all good friends between teams as well. Um, you know, there's a, a really good, strong UK community as a whole. Um, the team's just a, a small part of that, and if you're not in one of the teams, that's fine. You're probably still welcome to join us at events. We have no problems with, with anything. All right. Um, it's, it's more about the UK community. We just have local playgroups with specific shirts. Yeah. So, are you guys are you guys gonna start doing jersey swaps at big events like they like they do at the end of games? <laughs> <laughs> that could be fun. Hey, I would start collecting team shirts. Hey, any team that wants to send me a shirt, I'll put on my wall behind my streams. I promise. <laughs> Fact. Anyway, but uh, the uh, cool part about this is that like um, we're here, and you, both of you have qualified for the league. So, next question is for Matt. You'll go first because George keeps stealing all the all the all the talk. But you have a lot more talk coming anyway. Is uh, what does the key Keyforge Premier League mean to you, Matt? Like, what 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 is the um, relevance and the reason why you wanted to partake in it? I think for me, it's. It's that high level competition. Um, you know, I've, I've competed in fairly large events and, and it's, it's a nice chance to compete against people that I wouldn't get a chance to at a super high level and really test what, what can I do? What can my decks do? What, what are we capable of here uh, internationally? Which is something that without expensive flights and the lack of a super deadly virus, I wouldn't get a chance to do most of the time. That's a, that's a, and that's... I'm, I'm hopefully going to get to make some new friends out of it as well, which is the main reason I play Keyforge in general. Yeah, that was uh, it's good because that was part of what my focus and mission was for this when I created it. But George, what do, what do you have to add on to this? I don't know what more I can add to it than that, to be honest. But I guess um, I guess just that yeah, it, it's going to be great to play some some competitive Keyforge. I've missed it. You know, it's uh, it's such a shame at the moment we can't travel around to to primes and and uh, and, and any kind of high level play. So this is the you know it's the it's what we can get right now. So I'm looking forward to playing the best the best decks and the best people. Okay, well, on my scouting, um, I have I have a scouting report on both of you. So, um, George, I'll, start, I'll start with you, because uh, yours is probably not as much to talk about. But uh, you have the reputation of being one of the best sealed deck players in the UK. Did you know that? Uh, this was news to me when you mentioned it the other day, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. but no, I, I I didn't know that. Your your peers have told me that, uh, and this isn't just one person, or I wouldn't say peers, but uh, like uh, I've talked to a bit of different people when I was trying to learn a little bit about who you were, and uh, when you were on the, you know, you had already won, so, but uh, well, you're already in position to be in the league because I, I I have to do have to remind you that an American ended up winning that tournament, not a UK person, but uh, <laughs> yay, Julie, but. But uh, but uh, in in you know how does how does that feel that your peers would say that to you about you and stuff, especially since you didn't know that they thought that about you? Yeah, I mean, obviously, it means a lot. You know, that they think uh, they think I'm a good player, I guess. So, um, but yeah, uh, you know. It's... Do you, do you think there's a, a more a more um, prestigious title to be a known good sealed deck player or a like bring your own deck and play your deck type player because those are two very different skill sets they are but they've both got they've both got player skill merits i mean you know selecting a deck particularly in, in what you think is going to be the current meta of a tournament um is a skill as well as being able to pick a deck out of a sealed lineup so i mean they've both got they're both they're both decent skills um and you know if they think i'm good at good at getting the most out of a particular deck 
Yeah, great. Well, thank you for the transition, because now we'll go, hey, Matt, how hard is it for you to pick Sasha? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's really easy. You, you go to the deck box and you go, which deck is Sasha? And you pick her up, and it's the easiest way to decide a deck ever. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your deck, because yours is the one that was a, a chosen deck, right? And like uh, Sasha yeah. has a, quite a reputation, I've learned, and for good reason. Your deck is insane. Um, congratulations on that. It was a, a pool that you had, or was it one that uh, you had to purchase secondary? Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a story that I like to tell for how I got hold of Sasha, um, because I was I was kind of I like to collect what I see as the the key decks to represent each set. Yeah. Uh, so you got like the Horseman from from Kota and mm-hmm. you know think, and and so on. Um, so Jenka was one of the decks that I was really looking for, uh, and I, I bought a deck, a full display of decks from uh, our local store, Fanboy Three. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had them on sales. So I was like, I'll just, I'll just grab a box. And I'm sitting just opening the decks. And I, I like to kind of go through one card at a time. So I'm like, oh, I finally got Martian Generosity. This is brilliant. I hope there's a key abduction. Oh, there's two of them. Oh, let's keep going. Oh, there is a key abduction. This is great. And then you hit the problem. And you're thinking, oh, there's a grunt buggy. There's, there's two gang of chieftains. There's two German. This is ridiculous. <laughs> and uh, I, I think I put the rest of the box down and immediately jumped on TCO to start playing it. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. Like it, It's like the best. Uh, you know, it's like when Keyforge first started, like their whole thing, and it still is, is the idea of discovery, right? So by... I, I'm happy that you actually got to open it because I think that's yeah. that's that's like adds to the like the love of your deck. Like that's a deck that never goes anywhere, right? Because oh like, yeah, that that, that you, memory of sitting there and opening it in that order and discovering the cards like that is never going to go away. Right, and that's I think why people are so intrigued when people do box openings online, like like the John Claudes and stuff, because they do the time, they go slow, and they they they, they let the the shock factor of opening a deck like actually hit them, right? Like I love doing yeah. it too. Like it's it's like one of the better events to do like on on camera, I think, because everybody is kind of vested in what's happening, even though it's not their deck. Like they like the 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 like oh what's next? Oh how good is that deck? Like you know, it, it's so much more exciting to open a deck in that fashion and go through it a card at a time than just look at the archon kind of go oh i've got all the things great yeah i agree i know uh, it, it also kind of think helps with your thinking pattern of the deck too when you're trying to figure out the algorithm of the deck like what the algorithm the deck wants to do because every deck has like kind of a thing that it does and i think that by when you go through it one by one and not just look at the card that's when you could kind of you start to mentally like put the cards together right like you start to look at them and you go oh that card goes well with that card in this deck oh i, I see where this is going oh this card usually not very good but this time around like you know dimension door example like card i really don't like but like i now have a deck that when i opened it i was like oh this dimension door is actually pretty good like um it's always fun like i think it, it, it that's part of the the beauty of keyforge is th- that discovery aspect i think they've done it very well and i think that uh you know that's maybe what we love most about keyforge i'll say for, uh, for myself at least that's like the one thing i love the most about keyforge you know the playing yeah, and stuff. I, th- I think that continues the more you get to know the deck as well like that I'm, i've played sasha for as long as I've owned it now consistently in every high level event, but I'm still discovering new little tricks, new synergies that will work. And, uh, and that feeling of like, Oh God, I found another thing. And that's just so much fun. And that goes in, that goes in well for like new players. Like when you have a deck that you think that you enjoy playing, right? The, the number one thing I think when you get any kind of deck is, is you play the deck. The deck should feel natural to you. If it feels natural to you, then you probably are a good fit for that deck. Because there's a lot of people that like you can give a really good deck to, and then they play it, and it just doesn't fit their style. So they have they struggle playing it well. And then like um, you know, and obviously the better you are as a player, the more adjustability you get. Like the the better you are at being able to play multiple types of decks and stuff. But there's still like everybody has like 
a style of play that fits them best, like most naturally. And um, when you go to big tournaments like you guys do, you can maybe vouch for this one, George. I'll let you answer this one. But like, I think that familiarity basically helps you a lot in the, the tournament fatigue aspect of the game. Like, how, how would you speak on that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you if you already know the lines, you know, if you've played the lines a lot on that particular deck, you, you can play it pretty much without thinking, you know. Um, that definitely helps in terms of fatigue. You don't have to sit there thinking through to, to you know, try and think to a turn ahead or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I definitely think it helps to have practiced a deck a hell of a lot before a tournament. <laughs> and so, uh, like, how and, and do you buy off on the factor that people have different play styles? Do you think that that's a, a real legitimate uh, claim that I make? Yeah, I think uh, I know a lot of people say. I mean, to be honest, I'm just kind of happy to play anything, really. Um, but but yeah, I think a lot of people. I've seen a lot of people do very well with one particular type of deck, and then that translates to another type. So they, you know, they've got a lot of practice playing something in particular, a particular combo or, or whatever. So yeah, I think there's definite play styles. Well, maybe that's why you're the best seal player in in London, or not London, <laughs> in the UK is what was said. So it was not. It's not even in like one area. It was like the UK. So. Um, yeah, like I think that uh, you be like you being a sealed player, it makes sense that you would think that like, oh, it's just you know, play it and you're good and whatnot. Because um, obviously, you are one of those people that could play almost any type of deck, and like when you're and you're good at deck evaluation, that's the only way you can get to the title that you got to, as far as I'm concerned. So like, it makes you a, a, like a, a you know a threat in almost any competition, but. Um, then there's like the mats of the world who just like they play decks and they play them so much like Matt you can speak on this like uh, the repetition with Sasha like you said has basically unlocked more and more keys to you in depth so why don't you give us like one that you, the most recent discovery that you had with Sasha that came to you as far um, as uh, playing it I don't know if it's completely the most recent but the, the most exciting discovery I remember <laughs> and George knows exactly the story I'm about to tell um, but there's the the um the semi-finals of the Grand Championships for the UK. Oh, um, yeah. I'd gone down two keys to, uh, I think we were two each at this point, mm -hmm. uh, but he was ready to forge the third key and I was about one amber. So I'm, I'm really stuck and there's no way to get my grunt buggy back. So there's no control I've got. I haven't got enough control left in my shadows lineup. I haven't got enough big creatures to, to get anywhere. And I'm kind of sat ready to concede the game. And I suddenly realised that I've got Banger Chieftains and Drummonauts in hand which obviously isn't going to affect his Amber total, but I've got Umbra sat at the edge of my battle line. So I can repeatedly play the Ganga Chieftain, bounce it with the Drummonauts to make Umbra fight about five times and steal the Amber I needed to win the game. And I'd never seen that line before, but I was like, now I'm, I'm, I'm ready to set that up again. Oh, that's that's brilliant. Yeah, like uh, and see, and these are the subtle like details that I think that you, that come with the repetition of the deck, right? Like that's like something that make everybody might go, well, that's obvious, like why, you know, blah blah blah. But in reality, when you're playing the game, that's not an obvious yeah. line because like usually you're you you fixate like especially when you first times you play, it, you're like, well, I need to do drummer not chieftain for value like for amber like so i'm not going to waste my chieftain or my drummer not here or there but yeah being uh, able to use them to activate the shadows repeatedly was something i hadn't considered before but it's mm -hmm. it's such a fun little obnoxious thing you can do yeah i will i will if i get into jack's like i will just say to be fair that that, that game streamed by uh, by ckm so i believe it's still on youtube if anyone wants to go watch it it's a fantastic game to watch oh. absolutely amazing right to the end and a really tight finish yeah, that's that sounds it sounds awesome. Like the end of that game sounds great. Like um, I love it when people like earn a pinch. That's when you find you basically have to get the most creative, and that's where the best players I think really make their mark. Is like they find ways to have answers. Like I love when I'm doing. I don't think anybody saw the play coming, and I I was kind of sitting there going, I don't know if I can pull this off. Let's just see if it works. 
Yeah. Like, like, like I, as a commentator and watching games and spectating games and always like thinking about what's happening in the games, like those are the moments that where when somebody figures out those lines and like, I haven't like seen it, like that's again, the discovery aspect of Keyforge hits, right? Like, it's like, you're just like, Whoa, that's so great. Um, I mean, the beauty of Keyforge, like is definitely in the right, like their mission was to basically make us want to discover Keyforge, Right. And like, I think that it works on so many different levels that, um, the love that we have for this game is because of that. Like, and I think that uh, moving forward, like there's still a lot of things left to do with Keyforge and hopefully the community is, you know, going to just keep banding together and that we can stay positive and basically just keep proving to FFG that we're worth paying attention to. Right. That's like the whole, you know, focus of the, K the KPL and the reason why I, you know, sought out people to help me that I knew had passions for the game. Right. Carl, C crazy killing machine, absolutely fantastic guy from everything I've heard. So I reached out to him and um, I have not been disappointed. Um, we have Z who's done infinite amounts of things for, <laughs> for final, for um, Keyforge. He's even flown to Germany for a vault tour um, <laughs> to play in a vault tour, which is nuts. But, you know, power to that um, aspect. And, you know, he helped start Team SAS, kind of helps with DOK, helps everywhere else. Like, he's in everything. He's he's an amazing dude to have on my team and doing great things. And then we have, like, the people at SheForge who are basically, you know, promoting the game for, you know, to... to you know, invite females to come play Keyforge, and then our community is doing a really great job of include making them included and in, uh, being inclusive, which is something a lot of gaming communities don't even think about doing. So, um, overall, I think Keyforge is in a pretty awesome state, and I think that we are definitely headed in the right direction as far as a community goes. Now, the question will be if is it does FFG like see the value of that and maybe try to up the up the game a little bit with us, right? Especially in a COVID era, because the COVID era is one that is definitely going to cater more towards online presence. And I know it's not a traditional thing for um, FFG to have an online presence. And I know they just shut down Asmodee just shut down their interactive community that was making board games into um, video games but um i think that was probably more on the lines that they want more people to buy physical copies of things versus online copies and i, I know there's a money crunch and stuff but a lot of the research that i've done recently on this for my thesis like uh that i'm almost done with and i uh, stopped talking about it you guys won't have to hear it no more um is that i really don't know how much asmodee cares about online presence in, ga in games because they're focus and their mission according to them if you go to their website and watch their videos their youtube video and stuff about their statements is that they want to corner the market on board games and stuff and the reason pi partners came into the and this might be the first time you've heard of pi partners but the reason that pi partners came into this deal with asmodee if you go to their site and look at their youtube stuff and like listen to what their missions are was because asmodee was the second largest you know board game uh like um producer in the in, in the world right behind Hasbro which is ginormous right so like um, I don't know if their focus is even thinking about you know online presences or anything like that for any types of games and stuff like that so um, 
another reason why I thought maybe doing this would, would be a benefit was because maybe we make enough a big, big enough splash that we make them notice us, right? So the way that we do that is we keep playing high quality games. We make it into a TV style event. That's what the YouTube is going to be about. Um, so if you haven't been to the YouTube page, I, I suggest you go check it out. We made it real easy to find us. We're basically Keyforge Premier League on everything.com, YouTube, on Twitter, it's a little bit different because it doesn't fit. So it's just Keyforge L because um, that's what I got. And then like everything else is Keyforge Premier League at Gmail, you know, dot com, whatever. Um, so moving forward, the idea is that we can make a package enough that at some point, maybe in the future, after a couple seasons go down and we see a growth and a success, we can say, do you see the potential? And then maybe we can actually make a difference in this community as a game goes. And we don't just sit back and let it die out like they did with Netrunner, where they didn't want to pay the royalties for it. And then the game I've heard was amazing. I've never played it, but like I heard it was amazing. And But it, like because they didn't have the IP for it and they had to pay so much for it, they just let it go. And then the fans are still making cards of their own and building their game in their own and like in, in their own little niche and like it's not official and it's not real like a real game at that point but in reality it's still an awesome game right because the community is driving it but it's always better to have the actual game in in print and you know pushing behind you to know that there's going to be more growth potential right so that's my spiel and that's like kind of like where i'm at like with kpl and stuff like that so um i, I don't really got anything else is there anything else that you guys wanted to talk about because we're kind of free flowing this like uh, i'll let you go first matt since george got a couple before you <laughs> i think just to kind of follow up what you've been saying um for, for us particular in, in manchester um community is a big part of the game uh, we've, we've got a fabulous local game store that we play at in uh, in fanboy 3 and uh, in non-covid times i, I run a, a game center uh, we're not a store but uh, it's called bastion gaming and it's it's all about supporting game communities because they can make a massive difference in people's lives they can help you deal with all sorts of difficulties um you know a lot of my really close friends that i really value have come from gaming uh, and i'm really pleased to have, have developed those relationships um and that, i think that's a big part of what keyforge is is bringing to people especially right now with with the pandemic going on uh, I know the moment that the pandemic hit, we, we launched the um, the UK Keyforge Discord server league. Um, we, you know, Bastion's put up some prizes for that, which I'll be posting out to people really soon. And um, it's just really brought the country together at a time where we could have all just been stuck at home going, well, I can't sell to people. Uh, instead, we've ended up with an even bigger bond with our community. Uh, and that, for me at least, is, is what's so important about this game, where it can bring people together. It can challenge us to be better people. Uh, and it can really improve people's lives. Yeah, I, and that's I, what I hope our Fancy Flight are really taking note of. That you know they they have that power to to generate these sorts of communities. That's that's well spoken. And like um, I know that a lot of people are in like here in the U.S. Like the problem we have is a lot of the players are very spread out. Like we have a couple really hot communities like in Houston area, like some in California, up in Seattle, like that, those areas or whatever where people can kind of come together. But like where I'm at, like in Syracuse, which is still a pretty big place in the middle of New York, like uh, I have to literally drive no less than 45 minutes away to play at a store, like to, to even get a game. And those games are usually smaller communities. Like we don't have anything too big. So it's like almost not worth the drive, but other than the fact that I like playing, so I would make it, but like, and then COVID hit. And so like everything for that even made it worse. Right. So like, 
everything about everything about as bad as it can be for me for Keyforge has happened, and like the online community is the only reason why I still have any vested interest in playing the game, other than the fact that I actually do like it, right? So like it's like one of those things where like if I didn't have the internet, the, the cards would be sitting in the corner and they would be collecting dust for a while, because there's nothing else I could really do with it. But um, the idea to building communities like going back to where i was going with this before i sidebarred was that um like for here like i was just right before covid hit like i was like you know what my community here is really low it doesn't have a lot going i have a lot of the extra decks right like i have all the bulk decks i usually just sell in a big bulk like i'll make a 500 dollars bulk or whatever of like a ton of decks with like nice end stuff to you know make it Basically, I go, here's a, a bunch of really nice decks. If you pay for these, you can take my bulk. Like, that's, that's the kind of price I put on I put on my bulk. <laughs> because uh, I know that, like, they could be served someplace, right? Like, so people do drafts and they do things, like, for the communities of people that do it. And usually people who buy the bulk are usually going in, like, you know, five or six people deep, like, splitting it. And it makes it super affordable for them. They each get, like, to, you know, draft or whatever and pick out the decks they want first. Like, and you get the better decks out of the way. And then they can, you know, separate the bulk and use the bulk for whatever they want and um it was the only reason like i made my last book transaction was because right before the COVID hit i was going to my local library and um i had talked to the head of the like teenage and child group there and i had said hey i want to like bring this game to your library and i basically i will provide everything that is needed for them to play i will give them a deck i will give them like you know tokens i have all these things because i had all these extra things from when i had opened the target blitz so i was like i was like so i will share all these things and give them these all for free if they just come in and learn how to play like they don't have to come back or anything else. It's like every time they come, I'll give them a new deck. Like and the, and, and I want to see if, you know if we could build a community. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I had just gotten the um, okay to do that, and then COVID hit. Like literally a week after I finished <laughs> resolving everything. So I get another hit against me, right? Like it's like the Keyforge gods hate me, but like uh, <laughs> like <laughs> it's uh, but like you said, like building communities and stuff like that. I think Keyforge has a great you know, potential for that because of the way the game is played and the uh, amount of replayability of the game is like second to any other game I've ever played. Like, I feel like I've, I've had games where I played with my, with my friends or my teammates and like uh, we play the same decks for like 10 games and all 10 games or something different happens. Like it doesn't never, it, it doesn't even feel like it's the same game. Um, part of that is because of the decks we're testing maybe, but cause like when you have decks like Sasha, where you have like a lot of consistency and redundancy, like you kind of tend to get to the same lines, but even with that, Matt speaking, since you're the, the pro pilot for that, like, you know, how often does Sasha feel like she plays out ex like the same way that she normally plays out? Um, there's kind of two or three ways that you feel she plays most of the time, but even then it'll still surprise you. There's, there's games you jump into and you're like, just, this is not what I was expecting in this game. Yeah, like in like George, I'll let you talk again <laughs> since <laughs> since we've been dominating it. But like, um, so like you know, speak on those experiences, speak on your community if you like, and then like, um, tell us a, bit, a little bit about like how your actual interaction goes with the game. Like, since you're a sealed deck player, you probably see all kinds of different games because like you don't have the same consistency and reputation as of playing a deck. So you have to think on the fly a lot more than than a person that brings a deck to a tournament. So. Give us your perspective. Yeah, sure. I guess to start with, with the community, like I say, um, Matt's pretty much summed it up. We have a, we have a great community in the UK. We're, we're very lucky to be all in the same time period. COVID 
although it's impacted our, our gameplay and everything else is, is very much, you know, it hasn't been too bad. Actually, I've probably played more Keyforge than ever. Well, this has all happened. Um, but yeah, as to where... Uh, I, I don't know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily describe myself as a sealed deck player, I guess. Um... <laughs> well, can I interject? George has a, a very famous deck of his own around here as well, and it's got the best name for a player I've ever heard. Do, do you want to tell them what your, what your famous deck is, George? Oh, sure, sure. Uh, yeah, I, I do have a deck that's got a bit of a reputation. I, I managed to uh, get myself a deck with my name in it that is actually uh, one, of my, one of my best decks. Um, so it's uh, George's Durable Mirage Rat Catcher. Oh, nice. Um, so and uh, yeah, it's um, it's 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 quite a nice. It's a big old big old Primus Unguis, um massive Saurian board deck. Um, but yeah, that's like, that gained a bit of a reputation. Ah, but yeah, so I, I played played that a lot. Yeah, Ungus, sorry, Ungus is a pretty good card. So like, that's a good card to kind of be centered around. I like it. Um, I finally got my 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 bomb, like my deck that I'm never getting rid of. It's called Hernandez and something or other. But like, uh, he it's a it's a it's a true blue like Captain Valjerico deck and like best like Star Alliance suite I've ever played as far as like I'm concerned. Like, cause it it has a lot of um, RNG type moves with like two grays and like just a lot of ways to archive things and put things aside and like get through the deck and then once you have like your star lines up and rolling it's like almost unstoppable it's it's absolutely nuts but uh i love it but like um i think everybody gets their pet deck at some point right like and then i do have my jupiter decks which are obviously my favorite but um i do ha you know what we're gonna have to have a, have a game george we're gonna have to stream it we're gonna have to have george versus jupiter and see what happens <laughs> oh that would be amazing <laughs> yeah it sounds good to me yeah that, that, that would be fun because uh my jupiter deck is the the third best on sas like wise it says it's the third best uh jupiter deck in in the in the database it's like you can look it up it's a french name i can't remember it's like jupiter something uh, something about a hermit but like um I, i'm not good at memorizing my deck names but like uh it's basically um even though it's ranked third on the list I, I really think it's the best deck in the in the world with my name in it and it was a gift to me from uh my, one of my teammates from clint so um it's very personal to me as it, like as as much as like your, your deck is to you it's like uh this one is very uh it's one that has not got a, a lot of play yet for me because, like, obviously I got it during this uh, COVID thing. But uh, I haven't even really played it that much online. But I would be more than happy to pilot it against you in a George versus Jupiter match. And we could do a best of three and uh, have a fight. It would be fun. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to put that together. It sounds good. Yeah. That sounds awesome. We'll, we'll make sure we record it and put it on KFPL. Um, and I, that's open for anybody as well. Like, if you want to play Sasha against me, Matt, I'd be more than glad to record it and play you in a best of three. Yeah, more than happy to. I, I, I would like to see... Do I have to change my name legally to do this? No. No. no you do not. <laughs> I have decks. I wouldn't play Jupiter against you. I'd play something I think that could actually give me a chance to beat you. But Fair enough. I think your deck is pretty much like, if it goes off, I don't know how you stop it. Like, it's pretty like juggernaut <laughs> but uh and that's the fun thing about it is there's more than one way it goes off yeah and that's the, that's the i think that's the the, the the something i actually highlighted when i was covering you is that this deck can just pivot on a dime like if you shut down the thing that you want to shut down all of a sudden you're now dealing with a whole nother game state like and it's like that's the real beauty of sasha that's the the thing that is like super uber that maybe people don't realize with your deck is that uh when you have a deck that can pivot off of a complete game plan into a secondary game plan, like without missing a beat, that is absolutely ridiculous. And I have a yeah, deck. I mean, she's, she's famous as a Jenka deck, but the moment that, that you, you stop that firing, I'm just going to go, okay, great, I'll drop the Grungonaut. 
Yeah, I, you know what? I think I, 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 I think I will. I will I'll go on record right now without doing much research. But I, I think what I will do is I will play Set Claw against you. That's the name of the deck, like something Set Claw. But uh, it's my Heart of the Forest deck. But it, I think it is. Uh, it's well suited to play against you because it has. It's the deck I have that has the most pivot in it as well, um, as far as it goes. Because even though there's a Heart of the Forest, it, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll give you the secret: is the Heart of the Forest is really a distraction. Like it's good and it's like definitely locked down a game and I can win from it. Like it's not. A problem it's like you know it's a legit like heart of the forest deck but the thing is is like it has a, an insane amount of amber rush with it as well like like i could basically just push the game and like win without even thinking about heart of the forest so that's what makes it, it sounds a, fun it's it's a much different heart of the forest than people are used to people are used to heart of the forest just dulling out a game and making a long control list and uh this one is like one i got from phil of course because he's the guy that finds all the good decks but uh he's uh like i, I got it from him because i was looking for something like top line aoa that it wasn't Genka because I kind of like I know that the 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 Genka that I the, the Genka however you guys want to say it like uh the the I call it Genka but like like the Genka is basically the I knew I was never gonna get the deck that I really wanted to get for it right the closest I got was Stress X and it was like a single like single single and like a lot of archiving and it was really fast and it was nice but and i ended up giving it to z because i know that z really was looking for a Jenka deck and it had eureka in it which is a deck a card that z really loves so we we made a trade in albany for that deck and i gave, gave it to him and i've owned stress x like twice before like i always end up getting it back because like it was that good of a deck that i liked it but at the same time like um I like to put decks in their in their proper homes. Like when I know people like have an absolute like uh, love for a card or like they want to play something cool. Like if, for now on, like if I ever found a deck that had George's name in it, I would send it to him. Like just because uh, it would be cool. I did the same for Dave Cordero. Like I found a deck that was called Locksmith Dave's. And it was like Dave with the ES on the end of it. And like uh, I was like, okay, Dave, I just opened this deck. It's actually really good. Uh, let's trade something for it because. I think you'd enjoy this deck, and it has your name pretty much all over it. And it is, it is called Locksmith Dave's. Like, <laughs> perfect, right? <laughs> like, uh, so, um, I think we'll we'll have to set those up. Maybe I'll just make a series of that, like a me playing against different people in the league, since I can't actually play in the league. Um, and I could get my shots in and get my butts kicked, and I'd be fine. I'd be I'd be happy doing that. But um, you guys could be my first my first guinea pigs. <laughs> but, Sounds uh, fun. Um, I, got, I really got nothing else to say. We're running at like about 36 minutes, so people are probably at that, that stage of uh, getting done. So I will give you guys each a chance to say your pieces, say your acknowledgments, um, and give shout-outs to your team. You can do a double shout-out. You can do it like in a real Manchester United way. <laughs> but, <laughs> but anyway, go, so go ahead and say, say, say your outs. Um, I'll let George go first this time since he's been kind of on the backside for a little bit. Yeah, sure. I mean, I guess just in general to the UK community, um, you know, like I, I know for the for the qualifiers and everything else, we had a lot of support. Um, in general, we're all in it together, sort of thing. So, um, Kate was a great supporter of mine during the during the final cut as well. Um, in that one, so yeah, the UK community in general, uh, the teams in the UK, Manchester Mavericks, uh, our local store, Fanboy Three. You know, uh, like I said, an amazing place. They do everything they can to help support us. Um, Matt, you want to take some more? Um. <laughs> I think you've, you've covered the majority. Um, I'm, I'm going to shout out my own club, uh, Bastion Gaming. We are the world's first gaming church. Uh, we're sponsored by the Methodist Church in the UK. Uh, and I am the, the gaming chaplain. So if anybody out there needs to play some games and talk through some issues, I'm happy to do either of those at any point. Um, you can find us on all, all the main social medias. You can find Fanboy3 on all the main social medias. Uh, just give us both a search. We're all worth looking up. 
Um, but yeah, we, we have such a great community. It's hard to shout out any one individual. Um, every team member on the Manchester Mavericks is amazing. And they have got us where we are. Uh, it was probably one of the hardest places to play Keyford in the world. Um, and that's the reason that we, we have the skill that we do. Well, Sasha does help. <laughs> no, no complaints there. <laughs> All right, so t- time out, time out. Now you made this not an, an ending cap because you said that you started the first ever gaming church. I'm intrigued. You need to tell me more about a gaming church and what that means. <laughs> okay, um, I'm employed through the Methodist Church in the UK. I am officially the, uh, the chaplain of Bastion Gaming, which means that I provide spiritual and mental health support to the gaming community. Uh, so in non-COVID times, we have a gaming centre in North Manchester in Oldham. Uh, which is currently closed, but we're working on reopening under social distancing measures as soon as we can. We're going to be holding massive gaming tournaments, so keep an eye on our social media if you want to win uh, exclusive sets of balance sheet playmats, which are one of the only ones available in the UK, as far as I know. Um, But the idea behind Bastion is just to provide support to the gaming community, whether that's from a religious side, from a personal side, mental health, um, whatever people need, um, but because it's a gaming church we don't insist that people come and pray with us or sing songs with us gaming is our community focus um and everything will fit around that but we are still legally a church i have to say that that is brilliant and the most like um christian like truly christian based thing i've ever heard somebody say in recent time um, and I know that I don't want to get spiritual and make this a spiritual thing. Cause I know some people are uncomfortable with that, but like, I will say that, um, this is really what, like, I'm a, I, I am a Christian as well. And I, I'm not afraid to tell people about it. And like I said, I'm not gonna get preachy, but what you're doing is the definition of charity. And like, this is what real, how real churches should function. So I yeah, applaud it's, it's, you. It's not and, about specific religion. If you're, if you're non-religious, you are still welcome at Bastion. Or if you're of another faith, you're still welcome. We won't turn anybody away and we won't insist that you participate in anything specifically Christian if you're not happy to. Yep. And that is, that is the, like, thank you. That was the most refreshing thing in religion that I've heard in a very long time. And I applaud you for it. And if there was a way that I could support you from here, like, and like, or expand, expand this thought process, I would definitely have to have a, a talk with you because that is absolutely phenomenal and uh, i know plenty of people here in the u.s that play keyforge that are actually like in this mindset as well so but we're like awesome. i said we're, we're not gonna, we're not going to turn we're not going to turn that into uh, what we we're talking about here but that is a massive shout out for you matt um and thank you for that because um gaming has saved many of people's lives i'll, I'll put that out there because this isn't really like uh, spiritual anymore this is like truth like, there's a lot of people that deal with depression have bad home lives and things and they basically are looking for a place that they can fit in it's just like it's like the positive version of of a gang right like because like a lot of people in like in the united states here anyway like when things get rough and whatever they look for another like family and when they what happens is like a lot of times they can go down the the, the darker and and, and you know the, the the roads that suck right like and they can basically just become horrible people because of it because of peer pressure because of what they learn and how they're taught so to hear like somebody that's actually doing something positive and giving people a spin and like 
with KeyForge, like one of the biggest selling points I had with my library venture was that um, it's an educational thing too, right? Because you're teaching people to read, do reading comprehension. You're teaching them math. You're teaching them logic. You're teaching them, you know, algorithm, like, you know, all kinds of things that come into it. But you're also imploring them into the arts with fantasy and like the artwork. And like, you can, you can take it so many different ways. It's almost like its own curriculum. So, um, if you want to add on to that, I'll let you, if not, I'm going to kind of like, let it go because like, I, I could go all day about this, but like, uh, like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to come back into the time and discuss it in, in kind of more detail, but that's exactly what I'm thinking. I've been in some very dark places in my past and gaming has really helped me pull through that. And I want to put back into the communities and provide that opportunity for it to help other people. Yeah. Well, I guess that's another podcast I can, I can book. So I got these two both coming back at different times for different things now. So that's going to be great. Um, I can't wait to do get someone on one with you guys. Um, and that'll be fantastic. So with that said, George, we kind of sidebarred you again, but like, uh, do you have anything else? That's all right. It's for, for a good reason. So, yeah. So would you like to, um, like say anything else on the way out since we kind of like, uh, <laughs> extended a little bit? Like, did you want to add on anything of that we've just said? I, look, I don't think I can add much more. I think you've, you've done you know, a great job with that. And uh, yeah, no, just thanks for, for having me on and uh, I look forward to playing in the KPL. Yeah, awesome. Well, the KPL is very honored to have both of you enjoy your green coats for now because once the league starts, you're fighting for to stay in. If not, like if you don't win, you have to at least still fight to stay in. Um, that's what part of this comp- competitive thing is going to be because you definitely don't want to have to go through these qualifiers again. Because I'll tell you what, the level of competition of these qualifiers has been incredible. I've seen so many good lines of play and so many good players. I'm super excited. Um, we have the, like I will say that we, I've been very impressed with the, the players out of Germany. Um, I knew that they had some good players. Like I know Vincent and I know he's a really strong player and he hasn't even qualified yet, but two of his mates have already done. So, so like that just tells you that, you you know, you say you have the strongest gaming community in the world. I think the Germans would argue with you and I'm pretty sure the Italians would argue with you as well, but that's why we have this league and I'm excited. So, um, with that said, this is Jupiter from Manlius, New York, and we will be back with, uh, the weekly podcast. Um, I might not have one next week cause I'm actually leaving soon to go to my daughter's wedding. As you guys all know, and Phil is taking over the, uh, the triad event this weekend. So all the details are on challenge there. If you have any questions, he is HGK in the, uh, the discord chat. He is, um, a, a green jacket, but he's also, um, you know, an admin guy for us right now, as far as this goes and stuff until the league starts. Um, and then him and Z will step down from their active roles because we don't want to have a conflict of interest, but, um, you know, just, uh, reach out to him. If you have any questions about the triad event, I know he's being a little bit, uh, stricter than I would be with some of the things, but, um, that's his prerogative cause it's his event. So, um, just be happy that he's running it and, um, he, he stepped up and is doing that. So, um, I can help a little bit, but for the most part, Phil knows what he's doing and he's a very fair person. So if you haven't got to know Phil, get to know him. He's a, he's quite the personality and, um, we'll see you then this weekend for triad. I will not see you, but we, the, the admin, Phil and stuff, will see you this weekend for, um, that. And then I look forward to hearing about how it went and, um, we, We'll try to get a podcast out next Wednesday, but I'm not sure if I will be able to because I don't know what, what I would be talking about unless I brought one of these guys back for one of our topics. But we don't want to hear George and Matt two weeks in a row. Do we? Maybe. Maybe Muffins would. She seems to be the super supporter of everything UK. So everything Keyforge, actually. She's amazing. And I'm, I'm going to give her that shout out for the rest of my days because she's been super helpful to me as well. She's, uh, she's def- amazing. She's definitely. definitely. She's definitely the heart of Keyforge to me. Like she's the one that keeps it all moving. So um, with that said, um, um, 
good luck in the in the league, guys, and uh, I hope you do well. I hope you guys get paired up first round, first match. I'm not saying that I could make that happen. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I, it's going to be completely random, and if that happens, I swear to God, I didn't do that on purpose. <laughs> but, uh, you know, good luck, and I um, we're, we are going to – I probably will exercise some, like, somewhat, like, of a regional diversity as well, so because, like, I don't really want everybody in the same region to be playing each other right away, but we haven't, I haven't figured out, like, how I'm going to do that yet until I see the final roster. But um, I'll let you guys know, like, once the league starts, I'll give a breakdown of everything and how it's going to go. So, um, yeah, I think that's all I got for this week. So thanks for listening, peoples, and we're out. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. And if you'd like to be part of the conversation, reach out to us at KeyForgePremierLeague at gmail.com and join the show. Without you, we couldn't be us. Check out www.keyforgepremierleague.com for links to all our content, including learn to play videos and critique on gameplays. No matter what your level is, you are always welcome. Be a part of it. The Keyforge Premier League. Get there.